On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Newman Jets Volleyball hard at work preparing for a spring 2020 season. It'll be our focus today on episode 24 of the JetCast. We'll also be joined by a freshman from New Mexico, Salome Romp. Join me, joining me in a bit to talk about her transition from being a high school player to being a Jet. And we'll also speak with Katie Sullivan, the president of Newman University's Student Athlete Advisory Committee. But first off, let's welcome back head volleyball coach in his third year, Jose Lugo. Coach, great to have you back on the program. Thanks for having me again, Blake. Well, uh, you know, we're, we're getting closer to what we hope is a season. And before we we got on, you said, you know, so far so good in terms of making sure that a season is going to happen at some point. What is giving you the most optimism that you are going to be allowed to compete sometime in 2021 with a delayed 2020 season? Well, um, you know, we've gotten word from the conference that we have an allowable start date in the spring, which would be the week of uh, February 22nd. So would that be um, for practice? That would be starting competition. Okay. Um, so now uh, we're kind of in a pattern to decide uh, what the schedule is going to look like. Um, you know, we're talking that it's probably that it's probably going to be unbalanced in terms of scheduling. Um, so that we could basically just kind of play people in in that are a little bit closer. Um, there's lots of ideas going around, so nothing set in stone yet. Um, but I could imagine that it would look a little bit more like that, uh, so that um, you know, in the in the current um, kind of economic milieu that we're in, um, it might be a little bit more feasible to, hey, we're going to go down to UCO and play them on a Saturday. They're going to come up to us that following weekend, and maybe Emporia and Washburn are going to come down. You know what I mean? So it just kind of um, keeps the costs a little bit lower um, just because it, it's just one of those things. We just – we're we're in a state where of you course. can't just spend, 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 you know. So we're trying to find the, the best possible ways that we could get some matches in um, and also maybe not have to – um, burn a lot of mileage to do so. Um, we're also talking about the idea of having um, a conference tournament where, you know, all of us could play um, and just set up, you know, kind of a round robin pool play, set up a bracket and then go. Um, so there's lots of ideas that are getting float floated out there. Um, it's just going to be up to uh, all of us coaches and the conference just kind of deciding what the best route's going to be because um, it will be it will be pretty condensed um, and considering that you know we have normally 20 conference matches to begin with 
um, and then three preseason tournaments outside of that, which roughly gives you another 12 matches. It's 32 matches in a normal season. So um, there's no way that we can get 32 matches in the spring. Um, but if we could get, you know, 10 matches, 15 matches, um, something is better than nothing. Um, we've even talked about since that's spring is typically when men's volleyball season is happening and club volleyball season is happening. Um, referee availability will be something that's also going to be an issue. So, sure. You know, we've even talked about, Hey, well, what if, what if we just show up at a, in a site and there's three of us playing and, you know, maybe there's only one referee and it's just kind of, we'll figure everything else out. You know what I mean? Um, the, the main thing that we've all decided is that the kids need to get an opportunity to get out there and get after it a little bit. Um, so whatever way it is that we can make that happen, then that's what we're going to do. So how will the schedule change based on court availability? Because obviously basketball, because it is going on as scheduled, um, you know, normally the, you don't have that competition for court time in February and into March for those teams as the postseason is still on as of today. Now, obviously, that could change for basketball at any no, at any moment. But how will that pre- present some challenges for you guys as you try to get court time with perhaps a men and a women's basketball team that will be still in the middle of their season? Um, you know, we get creative. Um We'll find a way to get time in the gym. Um, we also have some people in the community that are that are um, extremely giving. Um, last spring, um, with some of our class schedules, it just worked out that basically men's men's and women's basketball and volleyball were all taking classes pretty much at the same times. So, gym availability was a, a real big issue sure. in the spring. Um, and the YMCA South Farha um, offered up their court space because it just doesn't get used during the day. Um, right. Because their leagues don't start until the afternoons. So they were gracious enough to offer up their facility. We only needed one court and we had eight to choose <laughs> I from. Know. Um, so all we did was we just took a couple of carts and balls and set up shop there. Um, and they asked us already, you know, hey, if you need the space, let us know. Um, they basically just kind of asked in return that we would help them out with like a, a coach's clinic for their oh, coaches sure. um, and things of that nature. So I'm always, I'm always game for, for doing something like that in the community. So um, for us, honestly, I, um, no. I'm not, I'm not concerned. Sure. Um, Cause again, we'll find a way to, get get an opportunity to get in the gym and it's a beautiful facility over there too well gorgeous. Ha- happy to plug the ymca for if they're helping out the jets absolutely it's uh, gorgeous how are the ladies progressing because you have been practicing have been training how do you feel like the team is progressing skills wise as you mm-hmm. prepare for this delayed season really well um you know i think the biggest challenge for us system wise is that there are lots of details um, and so asking people to be accountable for all, all of those details, um, it, it can be pretty challenging. So I think they've come along pretty well. Um, Saturday was a great example. We were, we were practicing in the gym for two and a half hours, and the first half of the, of the day was just okay. Um, and the next hour and a half 
just was really good volleyball um and lots of details and um you know lots of attention to detail and and really good execution and so it was one of those where you know at eight o'clock that night i sent a, a message to the team where i was like I'm still giddy about the second half of practice. Like it was really, really good. We got better today, you know? And, um, I, I, when stuff like that happens, I, I have to let them know because I think it's important for them to understand, like, listen, what we're asking you to do isn't easy. And you guys found a way today to, to make it look pretty easy. So, um, I think we're doing great. Um, you know, I think the only thing that you, you don't know is, well, what does it look like when somebody else is on the on the court sure. with you? Because, um, yeah, there there's those times where you're like, all right, well, this is what we look like against each other, you know. So so what will we look like against other people? But um, but the whole dynamic is is really good in the gym. Um, lots of enthusiasm and and everybody's getting after it pretty good well we're going to talk to a freshman about that enthusiasm and how things are coming along here in just a couple of minutes as well this obviously has been a season unlike any others for you as you have not had the normal rigors of competition not as many practices during the fall as you would have during an in-season uh volleyball season which hopefully you'll have next year has there been anything this fall that you've gotten to do that you don't normally get to do? Do you have you gotten to watch more sports? Maybe you do more chores around the house. You got a little one at home. Probably a couple of things, changing some diapers. But anything this fall that you've gotten to do that normally you don't have time to do because you're coaching, recruiting. Okay. Um, you know, in in a in a typical fall. Um, it, depending on the schedules that you're that you're going in the gym when you're in the gym 20 hours a week um it can be pretty challenging because you might have a, a practice as late as till seven and um varsity matches you know start at six o'clock uh, so with that limited schedule um and the time frames that that we we had to go with and you know again in that 45 day period we're in 15 hours a week versus 20 um we were able to go out more often. Uh, so, you know, we had some, we've had a few Saturdays where, uh, you know, we were in the, pr in the gym at one o'clock from one to four for practice. Well, that whole morning, the entire staff was around town at tournaments. Um, just this past Saturday, we left practice and then we went at one o'clock, the three of us were out on different sites for substate. Um, so that's the one thing that we've actually had a chance to do more of in the fall, which is, again, that's n not typical because um, generally you're working with the same hours. Oh, sure. So, so it's a little harder to do. Well, and how much you've been someone, a lot like Coach Spence has tried to do with his women's basketball program, you have really gone these last couple of years trying to get more four-year players, bringing in freshmen, not as many junior college transfers, and also trying to stay local. A lot of Kansas teams, a, a lot of Kansas kids, and a lot of kids from inside the MIAA footprint. Uh, what has been the reason for you to shift to trying to bring in more incoming freshmen? Not that you won't bring in junior college transfers, but um, why the shift to bringing in more four-year players to your program? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a shift. Um, sure. I would call it circumstance. Um, there are some times where, 
you're out there and you're able to see some kids and get a really good evaluation and you're you just have more time so um having freshmen um, more freshmen is indicative of being able to see them a little bit more um sometimes you go to a juco match and you see a kid and you go yes <laughs> gotta so, have her. you know what gotta i mean have so, her, sure so um it's just a matter of circumstance um we wouldn't i'm not the kind of head coach who um uh does not look at juco kids i have some some um friends in in the game who shy away from that because they want to have somebody for four years to be able to train them um, I just say, hey, if you can bring it, you can bring it, you know. Um, there are those considerations in in selecting JUCO kids to be able to understand, okay, in the position that that athlete is going to play, do we have enough time for them to get the systems down in their essentially one and a half seasons? Sure. By the time they get there, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, typically it's, yeah, can they play? Can they bring it? And then we'll, we'll, we'll get after it. Well, we're talking with Jose Luco, head volleyball coach in Newman. And, and, boy, one young lady who can certainly bring it. It's Trinity Conley. Uh, video on Twitter. I think it was actually shot by Heights, uh, Wichita Heights women's basketball. Uh, of course, she is a former Wichita Heights Falcon of in Fugate Gymnasium, rising up and gripping the rim. Now, I don't know what her current you know height weight is. It's not on the roster. She's 5'8 as a freshman. She got up. She gripped the rim. Um, boy, that's uh, that's explosiveness, isn't it? Um, I took that video. Did, was that your yeah, video? That so me. it was posted by um, Coach Palmer, I correct, think. Correct. Uh, so shout out to you, Coach Palmer. But so you took the video. Uh, yeah, that that <laughs> those are some serious hops. Yeah, she's about ten two right now. Um, she came in right around, I think nine eight nine nine. Um, so she's a testament to the kind of um, work that the team puts in the weight room. Um, with with coach strider who's who's since moved on to some to some um to a big deal so um but yeah that's a testament to the kind of effort they're putting in the weight room for sure well and and talk about this senior class you've got i think five seniors on this Mm -hmm. team with this season being such a different kind of challenge Mm -hmm. how much will you and the coaching staff be leaning on their leadership for this year um you know, you always lean on seniors. Uh, I think one of the things that's pretty unique about our program is that, um, you know, we really do believe in uh, we over me and everyone's voice matters. And so um, we expect freshmen to lead in the same way that, that seniors do, um, which I think helps seniors be able to go do their jobs as they need to do and and don't have to do it all. Um, I think it spreads out a little bit of that responsibility and it keeps the entire team accountable. Um, We just really believe in that and that's just how we operate. And so, um, you know, we have a little leadership group with that kind of comprises of of an athlete from each class um, so that they can just kind of talk a little bit about how their classmates um, feel about things and, and things of that nature. Um, but we, we're really inclusive of everybody's opinion um, because it's just the way it is. Uh, I don't look at this as a dictatorship. Um, I don't say, hey, you guys have to do exactly what we are asking. Um, we go in the gym and we'll try something out. We'll say, hey, what do you think? 
and we'll get their opinions and because ultimately they're the ones that are doing the work right so i want to do something that's going to be a benefit to them um but if they understand it and can really kind of get after it then then it's better for them um than something that i can just concoct throw it out there in the gym and have nobody really understand it but i can give myself a pat on the back because i came up with a drill you know what sure I mean? um so that's just not the way we operate um we will lean on them of course because of the experience of four years being athletes um but it won't be solely their responsibility. Well, and one player whose responsibility it will be is a freshman from New Mexico, Salome Romp, who is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. What do you see in Sal that could potentially be some leadership qualities as a freshman and then uh, on down the road as she becomes a bigger part of this Newman Volleyball program? You know, um, Sal's not a quiet kid. Uh, she's going she's gonna to speak her mind. Um, she communicates pretty well. Um, she's vocal, she's energetic, um, she's got a huge arm, um, she jumps well, she can make really good blocking moves, um, she can pass, she's a true six rotation um, player. So there's a lot of things that she's going to be able to bring to the table from a volleyball standpoint. And I think as her career um, goes on uh, in terms of leadership, that's that's somebody that I, I, I could very easily see step into a leadership role um, because she's just not not afraid to speak her mind and not, and not afraid to communicate so um, there's lots of positives for her as as uh, as she goes along still a lot of unknowns as it comes to the upcoming volleyball season but the jets are excited and they are working hard to put out a great product this year the newman jets volleyball team is set to start sometime february 22nd is that the date that would be that would be the initial starting so, week so we're looking at maybe maybe february 25th could so be like the first time. right around just after valentine's day volleyball coming back to uh, newman university of course more details will be available as we get closer at newmanjets.com the volleyball coach jose lugo thanks so much again appreciate having you on Thanks again, Blake. Appreciate we'll be joined you. by that precocious freshman from New Mexico when we come back on the JetCast. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops... The key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Still awaiting the start of volleyball season sometime in the new year. We're hoping that we'll get some more concrete details for you at NewmanJets.com. We're here joined by a freshman, I believe the first freshman that we've talked to on the program, Salome Rob from New Mexico, one of the new 
four-year players recruited by Jose Lugo. Uh, she goes by Sal, so I'll, I'll, I'll call her Sal. Sal, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, a freshman here from New Mexico uh, playing for a program, obviously, that is looking to rebuild. What were the, the, the decisions and the kind of your train of thought as to why you wanted to come up here to Wichita and, and, and play for Coach Lugo? Well, when I first came and I was, you know, introduced to the team and I took the tour of the campus, I first off found that the science program here was amazing and I want to go through the science program to study for physical therapy. But when I was able to play with the team, it just found, it felt like such a home. Like the team was so tight in it and it was so comfortable and the team just really made me feel so welcome. So there are five seniors on this team. Uh, how important were they? You know, I guess when you were playing with them, probably were juniors at that point, but you know, the kind of the ladies who are in charge of trying to turn this thing back around into a successful mode where it was not too many years ago. How was the relationship with them like when you were playing with them? And how much did that impact your decision to come here to Newman? Oh, they were amazing. I mean, they they cheer for you no matter what, if you do bad or good. And I was just an incoming recruit. So, I mean, they didn't know me, but they were amazing. They made me feel so welcome. And they just they, like their relationship with each other is it's so respectful, but you know they still have the passion to be able to help each other too. So from New Mexico, where at in New Mexico? Uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe, New Mexico. And how did your last senior season in high school go in your volleyball career? It was good, but at the same time, um, it was cut a little too short. Um, always, right? Of senior course. year, but uh, it was good. I mean, we did end up going to state, got fifth. Um, but it, it was good. I mean, they're in the process of rebuilding. They lost several seniors, too. Okay. So <laughs> looking at how you did in your senior season of high school, obviously it's going to be a big jump in competition. Uh, were you aware before you came to Newman and decided to become a Jet how loaded the MIAA is in volleyball? I, I was, actually. Um, I talked about it with my coach, Jose, and um, it made me so excited. I mean, the fact that the competition is so high, I got so excited, and I'm pumped to be able to play those teams. So with that in mind, uh, I'm sure that the off season you had to be furiously working on getting better <laughs> because, you know, when you've got the Washburns and the Nebraska Carnies of the world that are, that are so incredibly nationally recognized, so many banners from going to the NCAA tournament, winning NCAA titles. What was the number one thing that you wanted to improve in your game as an incoming freshman? There, honestly, there wasn't one thing. I just wanted to improve everything, both mentally, physically. I wanted to be prepared to be able to offer something to the team that they needed and be able to play with them. So Salome Romp is my guest. Uh, she is a freshman on this volleyball team. What position do you expect to be playing for Newman as you become a Jet when the season starts? Um, well, I was recruited here for as an outside hitter slash all-around player. Um, so we're just working towards that to see if I'm able to actually play. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I, and one thing I wanted – you're the first freshman we've had on the team on the, uh, on the show – and so what I wanted to ask, because this is a different perspective than some other players would have, mm -hmm. um, how has the coronavirus kind of impacted your, uh, your, 
college life because you've never been to college before. <laughs> you, th- there's a certain understanding about you know what things are going to be like, and you don't know any different, and you kind of come in, and we have this masks and all this coronavirus and these things that are not necessarily uh, what college athletics are supposed to be about. Mm. Um, what's it been like for you to try to transition and you know become a, a collegiate player in an era with so many challenges and differences. Well, I mean, as you said, I know no different at this point. Right. So it hasn't been a very hard transfer. I mean, with the playing, playing with a mask can be a little difficult sometimes and having to have the two separate groups, that was hard because I really wanted to be incorporated with the whole team and get to know everyone. But it actually hasn't been too hard of a transfer. Um, I mean, I feel bad for the seniors who are already right. been here the full four years and they're losing this year because of the COVID. Uh, do you feel like it's going to be a benefit to you to not have to get into games so early and have this extra time to develop for a spring season sometime after January? Well, there's pros and cons to everything with this. Um, you know, it's good because we really get to make a great bond within the team that, you know, is really strong and we're able to really work together and get that team solid. And it's it's nice. And, I mean, of course, we would like to still be able to play. but Of course. <laughs> and we're certainly hoping for that. Uh, of course, NewmanJets.com. You can follow the Newman Jets on Twitter. Uh, Twitter at Newman Jets VB and they're also very very active on Instagram as well and one of the players that has been very active has been uh, Trinity Conley mm-hmm. and Trinity I am told has a question chain question for you <laughs> and so those of you watching the show you will see the question those of you listening to the show on the podcast you're going to hear the question so we'll play it for Sal right now and see what Trinity would like to know about you okay what is your most embarrassing volleyball moment? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question from Trinity, uh, boy, the, uh, this is the, one of the best ideas I've ever had. She did not hold back. Um, what is your most embarrassing volleyball moment? Well, <laughs> the one that pops up into my mind right now is that we were at a national volleyball tournament. Like we Was were this do- a, a club team? Yes, I'm, I'm expecting. Club. Okay. Yeah, and so we were doing really great. It was my turn to serve. I was going back to serve, and then the ref tells me, he's like, you need to go faster. You're taking too long. So it's like, okay. So then the next point, we got the point. I was going back to serve. I was running. I grabbed the ball while I'm still running. I lose my balance. And so then I ended up face planting behind <laughs> oh, the end no. line. Everyone was laughing. And even the ref gave me a couple minutes because he was laughing so hard. So... I'd have to say that's one of my most embarrassing because it was it was live streamed too. Oh yeah. <laughs> man! So there's there there might be video of that out there somewhere. It's okay. You don't have to find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sal! So uh, great job, Trinity. So the next volleyball player we have on, you'll get to ask them a question. All right. So w- with this you know environment that you're coming into, with so many unknowns, I- I'll leave this as your last question. What do you feel is your goal for yourself personally? for the upcoming season, how do you want to develop? It doesn't have to necessarily be be a a wins and losses total for the team too, but what are the team's goals and what are your personal goals for this 2020 season that we're going to be playing in 2021? Mm -hmm. Well, personally, my goals are to improve to where I am able to offer the team, you know, what they need. And if we do get a season, then I will be able to help them and we will be able to win. Um, I'm really trying to fine tune my skills and do 
everything that the coaches are asking me to really try and do something different. And for the team goals, I think our team goals this this year are really to be just close, you know, to really have that strong bond. Um, I mean, of course, we want to win and we always want to win. But I think the biggest thing is we want to really do it together this year, not individually. We want to do it together. Salome Romp, the freshman outside hitter from Santa Fe, New Mexico. You'll be seeing her once again, we're hoping, after January 1st. Mm-hmm. NumaJets.com for the updates. Knocked it out of the park. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll have more of the JetCast when we come back. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard with feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up episode 24 of the JetCast with a group that doesn't get near the attention and recognition that they deserve. Newman, cheer, and dance. These young men and women make their voices heard on game day for the Jets at Fugate Gymnasium, and uh, we're hoping they're going to be able to this year as well. Joining me today is a senior from that team. She cheers and dances from Kansas City's Piper High School and the president of the NU Student Athlete Advisory Committee, Katie Sullivan. So great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. Well, how much have you guys been anticipating? And I know that we don't necessarily have all the details of how everything is going to work in terms of basketball games and attendance, cheerleaders, dancing, you know, no idea how that's all going to work out, but how much anticipation does your squad have for the season now that it's been officially been green lit and that we are going to have basketball? We're all really excited to get started with things. Um, Obviously, we had a pretty late start to practice and everything, so being able to get into the gym and meet the entire team was great. Now we're just hoping that we get to show what we've been working on. So with that, we have our pre-recorded halftime performances that we'll be doing so we're working really hard on those right now getting them all ready to go for when and games for a roll pre-recorded around. halftime uh th- how different has that been to to pre-record a a routine instead of doing it live um well we actually haven't recorded any of them okay, yet so, not so yet. we've just been preparing the routines so far it hasn't been too much of a challenge we just have to get a lot more ready a lot earlier than we normally would so uh, does it change the the fact that you know there's social distancing because there are a lot of times when you guys are dancing and you guys are not six feet apart are you guys doing choreography with that in mind we are still able to be within the six foot um i guess distance um our dances are typically a minute and a half to two minutes tops so we spend that short amount of time together during practices we all wear our masks the entire time sure 
just to make sure we aren't getting anyone sick. If someone's already sick, we aren't spreading it any further. Um, but we're really just doing our best to make sure we're staying safe while we practice. Because reality is, especially with cheer, we can't stay six, a feet, six feet apart while we're stunting and things like that. <laughs> that is very true. Now, you guys have a lot of events that you'll go to. Um, you know, I see you out at the at the Girl Scouts events at the at the Go Run Wichita. You guys are out almost everywhere promoting the university. I'm imagining that that's probably been scaled down to some extent this year. Oh, for sure. Um, typically, by this point in the semester, we should already have at least ten individual appearances at events. And um, personally, I've only had one or two. Um, we can't really do as much out in the community, but we are doing things around here on campus. So I saw you guys at the uh, early vote center yeah. here on campus. You guys were there for that. Uh, how important is it for you guys to be one of those faces out there in the community representing not just the Jets, but of course, Newman University as a brand? I think it's very important. And I think it's something that we often don't notice. Um, but just making sure people are aware of Newman. Um, we are an, an incredible school and not many people I mean, in the Wichita area, of course, they know about us, but outside of that, it's not very well known. So anything we can do to get out there more. So how did great. you get started dancing and make your way from Kansas City down here to Wichita to become a Jet? Um, my mom put me in dance when I was really young okay. because I was a wild child. So I needed something <laughs> to get rid of that energy. So that's how I got started with dance. Um, I danced all the way through high school. And while I was looking for schools, I just really... I couldn't find anywhere that was right. So we went, my sister played softball at Bethel. We went to one of her games and afterwards we came to Wichita to eat dinner and they're like, let's go take a walk around Newman. And that's when I really was like, oh, this is a cool place. So I did some more research on it. I came up, met with Coach Brandy and it just felt like a perfect fit. What's it been like to get to know and, and get to work under Coach Brandy? Because I've said this to a lot of people, and it's not any disrespect to any of the other programs, but from when I started covering the Jets, the year before I became the voice in 2012 to now, you guys are the most improved athletic program by far. Like I said, it's not to diminish what women's basketball, men's basketball, softball, the other sports have accomplished, but um, from, from where the program was then to now, uh, it, you guys are in another stratosphere. So <laughs> what, what's, what's Coach Muncy been like to work with as she's taken on this challenge and, and built the program up? Um, you know, she has her very intense moments, <laughs> but she is very loving and very motherly. So I think one of the biggest places where our improvement comes from, um, we have a lot of people improving in the classroom too. So she really works to make sure that we're all around improving. Um, during practices, we spend a lot of time on technique, and she can kind of be a drill sergeant sometimes. <laughs> Stop, go back, do that again. Nope, point your feet. I can definitely Straighten those see legs, that. <laughs> fix this. But it all comes together, and we all still love her. So, <laughs> Well, we're talking with Katie Sullivan. She's a senior from Kansas City on the cheer and dance team. But another big title that you have is, uh, I believe you are the president of the yes. Student Athlete Advisory Committee, which uh, a lot of people around here call SAC. So what exactly is SAC? So um, SAC is basically the middleman, I guess you could say. We are the voice between the athletes and the administration, um, and then the voice between Newman and the NCAA, or the conference. Um, so our biggest, I guess, responsibility conference-wise is we get to vote on legislative grids for the entire NCAA. 
So each sport gets one vote. Um, we get to share our opinions, our thoughts, what we think or how we think their new legislation will work. And um, then we get to send that off to them. So what's this year been like for SAC compared to other years? I imagine that with everything going on with coronavirus and eligibility and, and limited competitions, uh, this would this would be a, a more challenging year maybe than a normal year would be. You um, you would think that, but because we don't have people competing right now, we don't have any games or anything like that, we've actually gotten to spend some more time with the athletes on the committee. Okay. So we've gotten to work really hard on some of our initiatives that way. So, so. what are some of the initiatives for NUSAC, which by the way is S-A-A-C. I think you guys are actually on Twitter as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, so what have been some of the things that you have been working on? Um, one of our biggest initiatives this year is mental health, and then our other is diversity and inclusion. So we're working really hard. Um, we have groups that are specifically designated to work on those realms for the student athlete. Um, as far as mental health goes, we're super excited to welcome Coach Potter next Monday. He was supposed to be out here yesterday, but um, we're super excited to welcome Coach Potter in, have him come give us a chat. He's came out, come out and talked before, but this time it's more focused on how you can have good mental health during quarantines and the weird year that we're having, keeping your spirits up. Always great to have Coach Potter back on campus. We might have to have him up here at some point, Coach Ealing. Just you know, just an idea. So uh, finally, uh, just for you personally, what are your plans for the future as your collegiate career is about to come to an end? And we certainly hope that we've got a couple of big performances for you left. Uh, one other thing, because I thought of this question, you've been around for some really big moments here, and you know predominantly not to say you don't cheer at other sports but predominantly you guys are seen at men's and women's basketball games do you have a favorite moment there have been some pretty big games here over over your career here in in that gym just mm -hmm. just behind that wall any that stand out to you um the women's basketball buzzer beater against uh, emporia I they've had so was. many they've had so many but emporia it's pretty close to casey so sure. i've had lots of friends that have gone there um we have our own little internal rivalry rivalry that way so when we won that game it was just really exciting to watch um every buzzer beater every close game that we cheer for is always exciting well it seems like the women the had, energy in the gym is incredible it seems like they had a, a quite a few of those last year and, the, and <laughs> they, sure. they did so uh, what are your plans for the future once you graduate what are you studying and, and how do you plan to parlay that into an adult life that's going to be starting here rather quickly no, it's coming up fast but um my major is in biology for pre-physical therapy um, I've been working on all my applications for grad school, and I was recently admitted to KU. So Great I, choice. Yes, I plan to attend um, KU, um, become a DPT, and get life going that way. Okay. Well, so. Katie Sullivan, president of NU's SAC, that's S-A-A-C, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and someone that we're all hoping you're going to get to see uh, perform as a cheerleader and a dancer this year for basketball games at Fugate Gymnasium. Congratulations again on your career. Thank you so much, and best of luck to you in the future. Thank you. That wraps up our Just JetCast for this week. We'll be back with, gee, I think we'll be on episode 25 next week. And so until then, Blake Cripp saying, go Jets.